Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the pre-4th of July Church Information Open Forum Show with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. The great Reverend has been on the battlefield for human rights, civil rights, and social justice for over 40 years. And we need him now more than ever. So without further ado, good morning, Reverend Barnett. All right, we're trying to get our technical difficulties rectified. And uh, in the meantime, there are a lot of important issues that we need to discuss today. And you know what they are. So should I start from the top and go down or start from the bottom and come up? <laughs> All right. Since uh, it's left up to me, uh, one of the things I wanted to mention is a local issue to start off with. There's still this initiative to try to put a warehouse on Wheatland Road across from Carter High, down the street from the County Service Center, and across from Friendship West, and the neighborhood doesn't want it. So this was reminiscent of colonialism. So we want to make sure that uh, all our listeners who support not having that, support the community not having that facility in their neighborhood, call Lori Blair. She's, uh, she's with the city of Dallas and call Tanel Atkins. He is the councilman in that district and, and voice your opposition to this project. Now let's see if we have Reverend Barnett now. All right, Brian Barnett, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's a beautiful day here in Dallas. And it's a beautiful day worldwide because the sun is, the sun is forever shining. Yeah. All right, Reverend Barnett. Um, I just mentioned the issue of the warehouse on Wheatland Road that we discussed earlier this week. Uh, what would you like to talk about? Well, what we want to talk about is the United States Supreme Court. All right. This is something they've turned the hands back, applying back on us. Uh-huh. And by them doing such things as they are, the affirmative action away from Harvard and North Carolina and other colleges and schools don't have to do the same thing. Uh, they really uh, is it, backing things up on us and we need to wake up and realize what's going on in this country. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, when you started 
when you start doing things and giving people favoritism who already had several years of, uh, of being given everything, mm-hmm. now you want to go back and start giving them everything free from this point on and, and penalizing other people. Right. So, it's happening now. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's it's uh it's a hangover from the Trump era as president. He, well, this is Trump's Supreme Court. Right. The, the last three placed on there, they're the ones who are helping to turn uh, the hands of time backwards. Mm-hmm. And we mean to do it. And if we don't wake up and realize what we're doing or what's going on with us as a people, we'll never make it. Right. They're, yep. they're pushing the time back. Mm-hmm. They're pushing the clock back. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, one thing, we, they, we talk about Biden is not doing anything. We talk about him. And I put in there, people wake up and realize this is the Republicans that's doing this. Right. Mm-hmm. We better wake up. And we realize no political party going to do everything for us. But our politics is in everything, and this is political. Right. They are bracing themselves. Uh, for the primaries that are coming up by uh, taking away affirmative action. But one of the things we have to also understand, affirmative action never really lifted blacks as a people. The people that advanced the most and got the most perks out of the thing affirmative action. It's white females. Right. They're the ones who really get in place. But then when they mention it, they are so up and acting as if we, we've gotten up because of affirmative action. That's a lie. That's not true. That's right. See, we're going to have to wake up and, and come together as a people. Mm-hmm. We're dividing ourselves. Right. Yes. See, we, we can't get anywhere because we are so jealous of one another mm-hmm. and really uh, hurt ourselves and hurt each other instead of hurting all our uh, to each other we turn to alone each other right and it's just not going to work that way no sir now I hope those that are out there listening now call us at 972-647-1893 you are welcome to join this conversation 972-647-1893 yeah. All right, Pierre, you want to try and see if this uh, phone system is going to respond properly this week? Right, yeah. I think that it sounds already better than uh, last weekend. Uh, we have a Casey Thomas on uh, line two. All right. Good morning, Councilman Thomas. 
Good morning, Councilman Thomas. Good morning. You doing all right? Oh, I'm doing great. Doing great. Uh, that's good. I was calling a couple All right, Casey, I, Casey, I just wanted to thank you for your testimony at that men's health conference. Uh, it was really uh, educational and enlightening. And for the viewers who uh, weren't able to attend, uh, Casey did a good job of talking about uh, uh, diabetes and how it affected uh, his life. And it's a real testimony of what uh, can be done to uh, combat this, uh, as I probably should say, epidemic in the uh, African-American community. So I want to say thank you on the air uh, for that, Casey. Oh, you're more than welcome. You know, brothers, more than anyone else has to realize our health is our wealth. Sure, yes. And I know many of us understand that, but we need to make sure more of our brothers understand if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Right. So we got to be more proactive about taking care of our health. And I appreciate that. I appreciate the feedback. All right, Reverend Barnett, take it away. Well, I. I'm going to have to uh, let you know that we still got the same problems we had last week. Thank you. I'm hearing double, and uh, I hear more as in the background sound like somebody's talking. Now, I, I don't know how to open the radios are doing. I hope that I hope that I'm the only one getting this feedback. But. But it was case has done, Casey did a good job. He did a very good job in what he's doing. But now we need to look at this situation. What's going on in the Supreme Court? Which some of these people might be there for the next thirty years. Absolutely. 
lifetime appointment. Not, not, uh, just a short-term thing that's going to hurt us. It's going to hurt our children, our grandchildren, their children, their grandchildren, things that they're doing, right? They mean to turn their hands of time back. They mean to do this. So, we have got to get on that situation. We got to get it's a terrible take. And y'all can reach us at 972-647-1893. All right. Uh, Pierre, do we have another caller? He's, he's working on something. Yes, sir, Reverend Barnett. Uh, not only did they overturn affirmative action, uh, they stopped the Biden administration from uh, reducing student loan debt uh, by a forgiveness. But they allowed the lady who didn't want to make the website or whatever it was, I don't remember exactly, uh, for, the, uh, for the LGBT people, they said that that was okay. So, uh, go ahead. Just to sneak uh, discrimination, public accommodation, that's to kill that, that and, and do it in a sly way. Right. Mm-hmm. See, that was one of the main focuses of the 64 Civil Rights Bill was public accommodations where they could discriminate against them. They did not want to wait on or put up signs, white only, and things like that. They want to bring those days back. Mm-hmm. And by doing these things like that, by letting this woman, uh, what's the name, Miss Smith, they called her, and uh, discriminating against gays, well, it's going to move over to other populations. Exactly. Okay, thank you. It's my place, and I don't want to serve black folks. Right. I don't want black people coming in. We're going back to those days, people. Yes. This is a very racist Supreme Court. Right. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to deal with it that way. That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's racism disguised in intellectuality. And yeah. <laughs> and uh, more than just the deep south now. Right. Uh, the south, those 11th Station City from the Union, they were always talking about states' rights. Right. That was to make sure they could make laws within their states to discriminate. Mm-hmm. But this federal court can make this nationwide. Discrimination, mm-hmm. and they, they they put their stamp of approval on discrimination. Right, that's what they have done. There's some things that need to be changed, even if they have to go through a 12-member Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. See, it's nine members there, but there's no law say nine is all you can have, and uh, that's the number two half. You can add more to people to the Supreme Court. If you want to. And uh, maybe we need to look at that. Right. All right, Ramon, let's see if we can get a caller on. Uh, Pierre, do we have a caller? 
Uh, yeah, attorney uh, Malcolm Robinson is on line four. Good morning, attorney Good morning. Robinson. Good morning, Barrister. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing fine. How are you? Well, I, I'm not in too good of a mood with this American so-called Supreme Court. It's nothing yes. but Supreme politics of turning the hands of time back on the African Americans. Attorney, can you uh, drill down a little bit and give us a, an explanation of what, when you say on this last leg, what you mean by that? Well, they do not have universal acceptance regarding the rulings that they're making because they have so divided in their rulings. And the general body politics, the general public, does not give universal recognition to what they say because they are just insinuous. They don't even regulate themselves. Uh, Clarence Thomas is a disgrace. He's a disgrace to himself. And he's a disgrace to the court. And they can't they cannot send food to regulate themselves. And therefore, the public does not accept what they say as, as having any future effect. The Supreme Court has no enforcement. They are only provide interpretation. And in order for them to survive, the general public must accept those things that they say as being interpretive of the law. And they cannot do that unless they clean up their act. And I don't think they have the ability to pick up the act. Right. They can't police themselves. Yes. Attorney, can you think the Congress should come together and make 
new laws, and then the people in this nation should rise up and ask for people like Clarence Thomas to be removed from the, the Supreme Court. But the simple fact, look at all of his ties with this billionaire here in from Dallas that's giving them all the dead drive flights and all the vacations and all. Don't you? That, 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 that. If, it, if that was a politician or a congressperson or a senator or someone, they would be in, they would be in big trouble. That's right. Bribes. Conflict of interest. For Clarence Trump. Uh, can you gentlemen just hold off for a second until we take this quick break, quick break rather, and we'll be right back with more church information and open forum on KNON 89.3 FM. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. And we're back. With more church information and open forum. Okay, go ahead, gentlemen, finish your thoughts. Uh, Attorney Robinson, can you hear me clear? Can you hear me clear? I can, I can hear you, yes. You can hear me? Uh, yes. Yes, because I, I can hear you right now. But as you were talking at first, I, I couldn't hear you clearly. But uh, could you comment on that that you heard? Uh, yes. Fin- finish up your, uh, your 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 analysis uh, for us, uh, Barrister, if you don't mind. Well, the situation is this. Don't they are in Credibility. Yeah, that's correct. 
Gotta help scapegoat. Sacrifice him. Oh, they're going to sacrifice him. He's gone. <laughs> is that, that's, that sounds like a something I've heard of, I've seen or heard of before. Is that, is that, is that how? <laughs> All right. Uh, Rem Barnett, you got anything to say so we can go to another caller? Oh, no. Let's go to another call. All right. Thank you, Barrister. And you. Uh, your wisdom and knowledge. And expertise is always valuable in these situations when uh, when legal issues come up. Thank you. Who do we have next, Pierre? So we uh, we, we we have a sojourner in line three. Sojourner, are you there? Sojourner, are you there? Yes. Hello. Yes. Go right ahead. Yes. Let me say this. There is a that we can have. It's called economic power. Can you talk just a little louder for me? There's a California house. There we go. Look at our Supreme Court decision. Um, we can have um, economic power. What we have to do now as a community, they start buying black. We have mm -hmm. to stop boycott white corporations mm -hmm. like um, Crow, Tamara Crow, and Dallas, mm -hmm. who we know is in the real estate. Guess what? We don't have to go to those buildings. We don't have to this money or necessary. That's how we, at one point, number two, is this, is that they're well, that's right. We can stack the um, courts with um, Democratic judges. But guess what? The Democrats are so weak. They ain't made that decision. Yeah, you see Jasmine Crockett come out and say that? Mm. Have you seen Aldrich come out and say that? Mm. Have you seen uh, Walt West come out and say that? Have you seen Colonel uh, Price come out? Have we seen uh, Carl Truman come out there? that? No. You know why? Because they have no answers to this. All they're going to do is say, you need to vote. You need to organize, organize, organize. But guess what? Everybody's living their best life. And so with that, they like grandpa that did. They taken over and going back. And the bad part about it is everybody who did not vote, who didn't like uh who supported Bernie Sanders are complicit in why this court is where it is. 
They have played the long game for 45 to 50 years to change the course. While we are doing petty stuff, because I don't like him because he's old. <clears throat> I don't like her because she's a female. Oh, okay, cool. Now, because we're about that right. The lady who won that case yesterday, she don't even have a business. She ain't even stolen. But guess what? Now, a white business stop you coming in their business now by the, by the court's own ruling. You know? And so, and, 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 then, and then we have a student uh, loan. Guess who got most of them loans? All these sisters who are in corporate America who are trying to make a living for their own kids. You know, because most sisters that got college degrees are these brothers. So guess what? Now they're enslaved with that. And so what we have to do now is this. We can redirect our money by starting supporting black businesses. Cut off all corporations, every last one of them. And guess what's going to happen? They're going to change the court. They're going to call them, hey, we lose the money. But guess what? We support them, I guess, because of uh, sports. You know that uh, Naval Academy, West Point, and uh, Air Force Academy, they said that it was okay to have uh, a diverse program. You know why? But when universities, they think, well, we don't educate y'all, we're going to cut y'all off on that. But guess what? They ain't talking about the student athletes. They didn't boycott them. They didn't say it's going to them. So guess what? We got to stop going to college football. We got to stop spending money at college games and, and, and send our kids to Zach University. But guess what? That ain't going to happen. So we're in trouble because you know what? It's like, you know, Scott Harris said, it's one in America. Uh, yeah, Ron Barnett, uh, Sojourner made an important point when he mentioned uh, athletics. And, uh, you know, they didn't say that you couldn't use affirmative action in athletics. And I was thinking about something last night when I look at those uh, big-time D1 football games and you look at the student body, uh, there are more African-Americans on the field than there are in the student body. So uh, where, where is that, where's the big overflowing or taking over of these predominantly white institutions by black people because they have affirmative action? It's non-existent. Well, so, no, they, they took that and used it for and against us. Mm-hmm. First of all, Black athletes came for the education of several whites in every college by playing football and basketball. They finding such sports as swimming, uh, the tennis, other sports that they own scholarship plays that, and they started being only uh, uh, as females. 
uh, said, we don't have to provide as much money for females as for men. But whose money is it? Who's creating all this money now? Black athletes. So any time that you think they're really helping us, they are still using us. They use our athletes. So this is what's happening with that. Hello? Hello? Okay, Rev. Barnett. Uh, yes, you're absolutely correct. Uh, we're still being manipulated, uh, and we just seem like we, we can't see the elephant because it might have put a dress on. <laughs> and so we don't think it's an elephant anymore because it's got a dress on it. But it's still an elephant. And so, uh, you know, it's like when you put lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. It's just a pig with lipstick. <laughs> so we're not we're not recognizing uh, what's being done to us because for some reason we just don't want to face reality. And uh, as long as we don't face reality, we're not going to be able to, you know, accomplish or get the things that we've uh, worked for for 400 years uh, in this country. You got a call for us, Pierre? Uh, yeah, we 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 have a sole donor uh, in too who he just, just called back, yes, because I think he got disconnected. Good morning, soldier. Disconnected. Uh, this, this is in so, Johnny, you know, talking, about, talking about now personal responsibility. All our politics are locally. So if nothing else, we need to make sure that we participate on the local level. And a lot of things we can eliminate by participation on the local level. Okay, I say that in light with uh, the situation I'm seeing in the city. Our city has become filthy. Filthy. Paper, trash, everywhere. Where is code enforcement on this? We elected elected, uh, people to serve us, and they don't, they don't serve us. It's pathetic how nasty this city has become where paper everywhere. Where is the city manager? Where is the mayor? People are seeing coming through Dallas, looking at it. They're saying that you come down 30 downtown, it's trash everywhere. Where is the mayor? Where is cold info? If we don't participate, then this is what you get. See, we don't go in and vote. And then we, we then we will cry about what comes out of the court. We control it. We have we live in a so-called democracy. Well, let me ask you a question, sir. When you go to other cities uh, that are comparable to Dallas, are you saying that those cities are cleaner? than what you see in Dallas, or have you uh, done a scientific or observational study of where, uh uh-huh, I'm listening. I have, the reason I moved to Dallas, Dallas was a clean city compared to other cities that I've lived in and traveled to. Uh But since that has happened, Dallas has turned to a slum. 
I'm not I'm not necessarily concerned with Houston or Austin or Atlanta or New Orleans because I live in Dallas. Yes, I'm concerned, but I'm I'm concerned about where I live. Okay. So I All right, now let me ask you something. Uh, could this be a conspiracy because you have a black man, a black center manager? You think that could be a truth? Pardon me again? What? I didn't, see, I didn't hear what you said. I said, could this be because you have a black man and a black senior manager? They are hiring down how dirty this city is. Now, I've been in Dallas a long time. Dallas, Dallas don't look like it has never uh, been chosen clean. No city is clean. But it's no worse than it's been 30 years ago. I disagree with that. Okay. What, 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 area, what area is worse now? Not just, not just counting the age of it, but what area is, what's, what's the uh, dirty area in Dallas? It's all over the city. All over the city. You can go downtown, you go down the freeway system, 30 down to the hill of the mid-mouth to do that. It's trash everywhere. You come out my neighborhood, my part of town, it's trash everywhere. That used to be adversely saying, don't mess with Texas. What happened to all of this? Wow, why what, 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 Okay. All right. What's names in the streets where you find a lot of trash on that street in Dallas? Interstate 30 downtown in the mixed mountains. Downtown. Downtown. The mixed mountains. 30. Ain't no trash down there, man. I was there yesterday. I was down there. I would not call your show. And lie about okay. All right, gentlemen. Uh, it's time for a short break, and then we'll be right back. Yo, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right here? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. What we need is a little bit of love. Send by one from heaven up above. Take a pity, it's simple and plain. This ain't no game, you know what I'm saying? What? Yep, yep. All right. We're back with more church information and open forum on KNON 89.3 FM. And uh, do we still have that caller with us, Pierre? Uh, yeah, we, we have a Red Ghost on line three. Okay, we're going to go to Red Ghost because uh, the other gentleman was the only guilty person in Shawshank. For those who've seen the Shawshank Redemption, uh, they asked Morgan Freeman, 
uh, how was it? Uh, how many guilty people are in this prison? Morgan Freeman says, I'm the only guilty person in Shawshank. <laughs> so out of 3,000 people, there's only one guilty person. All right, Red Ghost, are you there? Go ahead. Sir, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Have you called code enforcement about the trash? Uh, sir, I got. I, I was with code enforcement with Quincy Reservoir District to take found you out of nowhere and trash. Okay, I didn't quite. I didn't quite hear you. I didn't quite hear your response. Could you repeat that? Speaker is on, or uh, maybe you can turn down a little bit uh, the volume of your radio because we have we have like an echo. Okay. Okay. 
is that we just got people with our Jonesy program in the district, the historical district, and we have people that come to our program and they couldn't find us. They couldn't exit off the of 8th Street to get to 10th Street to know what 10th Street is. They couldn't exit off of Colorado to get off of East to go to the right, to go to the church. Go to get churches over there along with only Bundy Recreation Center and Walker's Bobby Beauty Shop. Okay. So uh, look at that freeway thing. Look at that freeway. It's just trash. And they wiping us out in the area. And the guy's right. It's trash everywhere. This is love area, buddy. You know that? I'm going to come in and do your filter. We can do this board. I can get that board right for Old Bertha. We got a walker. All right. Keep it up. Okay, Ramar, did you have anything you want to say? Rambarnett? Is he still happy? Yes, yes, he, he's on the line one. Mm, we're still having the same, just going back to where it was last week, technically. So, unfortunately, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're still experiencing technical Hello? difficulties. Oh, go ahead, Brent Barnett. Brent Barnett is back here, yeah, on line one. I can't hardly hear what's going on. Well, Rem Barnett, it seems like uh, we still don't have our original phone system back from the repair company. So, are uh, there other? Let me ask this: uh, Do you have all the lines open? Uh, no, just just yours. Just the one that we're talking going over there. Yes, and we have our guest uh, from uh, eight a.m. Okay, we'll bring him on in the All right. Uh, but it's hard. I can't hear it's really hard to hear what's going on. I don't know. Am I coming too clear? Yeah, we can hear you. You can hear me? Yes. All right. Now, back to the, the trash thing. That, that's a matter of opinion. Certain areas, no. No city is clean everywhere. Now, we know where black comes from, where it comes from, how it started. And uh, if, if people don't pick up their trash, it's just a thing you're going to have. But as far as uh, a dirty city, I've never been in the, uh, one city in the United States that's cleaner than that. Never been in but one. And so, I, I don't know what it is. What, what? Leon, I tell you what, uh, Leon, do you see a lot of trash in the streets of Dallas? Uh, Marnet, to be honest, uh, Dallas is not any more obvious, worse-shaped trash-wise than any other city. And I used to drive an 18-wheeler. So I've been to every major city in the country and there's actually no real distinction as far as overall the whole city has more trash than any other city. Now certain neighborhoods uh, are gonna have less trash than other neighborhoods 
because most of the time those are the more affluent neighborhoods and they have uh, more options as far as having uh, landscapers and all these different kind of people come in and clean up the area. Whereas when you go to an area that's uh, a lower economic area, in, uh, income bracket, they don't have the finances to pay private people to come in and clean up the trash. Uh, so as a as a whole, Dallas, I mean, you'd have to do a survey uh, to get an accurate uh, scientific uh, assessment of where Dallas ranks uh, as opposed to other cities. You, you, you can give your opinion, but your opinion is not necessarily fact. Well, one thing about that uh, whole situation, if people would pick up their own trash, mm -hmm. but now if the city is not doing its job, is it because they cut uh, garbage pickup down from two days a week to one day a week or something like that? But I'll be honest, I don't see a whole lot of trash on the streets of Dallas. No more so than any other major city that I have been to. Well, I don't see as much. And I've been in every major city in America. Mm -hmm. All over America. I've been all over. And I don't, I don't see as much. Well, uh, it's five minutes mm -hmm. till. Do you want to take another caller before we get to our guest, Reverend Barnett? Yeah, no, I'll take another caller. All right, let's have another call up here. All right, so we, we have a Chuck on our line, too. Chuck, go ahead. Yeah. Chuck. Chuck? Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Of course, we got our cricket. And what we've got to do in the state of Texas, we have to go back and campaign about trash, keeping our cities and our streets, our neighborhoods clean, like we did back in the late 80s and early 90s. That's all that was. That was the campaign. What he was saying is the uh, Don't Mess With Texas campaign was a state uh, initiative to uh, For do. Texas Highway? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what it was. He's right. Oh, I know. I, I, I remember it like yesterday. So we got to go back and do that. Because you got so many people looking at me. It's different. It's not like it was 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. You got a whole different landscape. People are different. So we have to go back and take a little bit more pride in our city. And that guy's correct. There's a lot of trash out there. There's a lot of trash. And there's companies making big money on picking up trash. All right, gentlemen. Thank you for your comment, hey, hey, well, uh, hey, caller. One, thing. One, uh, one more thing before I go. 
Okay, you got we 20 have, seconds. We have to stand up to, to the politicians, and we've got to do better. We, we can do better than Claire Stone. Thank you. All right, thank you for your call, uh, uh, <clears throat> sir. Excuse me. Uh, now we're going to get ready for our guest, Mr. Nuri Muhammad, and he's going to be with us at the top of the hour. This is K Non, K N O N, 89.3 FM, the voice of the people. And we're on the Church Information and Open Forum show. So we'll be right back after this. And we're back for the second hour of Church Information and Open Forum on K9. K-N-O-N 89.3 FM on your radio dial and K-N-O-N.org if you would like to stream the broadcast. All right. Rem Barnett? Yes, uh-huh. So, uh, how do you want to how do you want to proceed? All right. It's not a Muhammad thing. Yeah, he's on. Brother Muhammad? Bring him on here. Brother Muhammad? Do you, do you, is he, uh, we don't hear a response, Pierre. Uh, Is he on? Yes. Brother Muhammad, can you hear us? Brother Muhammad? Uh, can you speak? I don't know how to say it because this we're having technical difficulties. I don't know how to say it, but I think I heard you say something. Can you uh, just see if you can keep talking and maybe we can tune something in or something? No, I, I don't hear him, Pierre. Ah, uh, please. Yeah, is he showing on the line? Yes. Nuri? showing that he's there. Hello? Yeah, we're, we're still, he, Pierre's scrambling, trying to figure out how to get this thing to work right. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, we can try to give Pierre time to get, uh, get his technical... Uh, difficulty straighten out and going back to what we were saying earlier about uh, affirmative action as well as diversity equity inclusion yeah. uh, where's also, I, I, I want to talk about right now is this trash and it's a problem we definitely got on top of it but maybe I'm maybe I'm blind and driving too fast. I don't see a whole lot of trash on the street. Okay, Reverend Martin, let's see if we can get uh, Mr. Muhammad back in. Uh, can you bring him up? Yeah, he's back in. He's on the line too. All right. Good morning, Reverend Muhammad. The great Reverend Barnett. Uh, keep talking. I'm sorry, I can't hear anything. 
I can hear you slightly. If you can get closer to your phone, maybe that might help. I don't know. Okay. All right. It's not your fault. Is something wrong? Wrong, uh, Pierre? Yes. Is is that is that all happened? Uh, this is your guest. I'm not lying to you. All right. Good morning, Mr. Muhammad. I guess he can't hear me. Uh-uh. Well, uh, I'm of the opinion that this won't be right until we get our older system back. But, you know, what do I know? I'm saying, uh, <laughs> Mr. Muhammad, uh, some of your brethren here in Dallas contact this number. Uh, Brother Muhammad here in Dallas. Contact this number. And we need you to call back again. You've got a different line. Try to get him on. All right? Can't afford the dead air. Well, uh, we're still having problems. And he's talking to him now, so let's see if Pierre can talking to him. Yeah, they can't even over there. Person, is back on the line too. Nuri Mohammed. All right, Barnett, can you hear me? Minister Mohammed, you there? Barnett, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Uh huh. Good morning. trying to fix it. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, he's been doing that for the last two weeks. And so, yes, that gremlin is in, in it, they brought, they sent us a gremlin and took our, <laughs> our good system. So, uh, 
we're just going to have to weather the storm. He's he's jumping back and forth like a frog in the hot water, but it's not working because um, we don't we can't really do anything with it. I guess so. Uh, I don't know what to say. I'll just let him tell me when he's ready. Right. See, maybe, maybe we need to do a fundraiser so we can get some digital equipment. Well, I don't know. Yeah, this equipment's pretty... Pretty old. Well, I don't know. Yeah. It okay. Pretty nice to me. It it worked until it didn't yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. It worked perfectly for till it didn't work, and that's the way technology is. Uh, we don't appreciate right it. What are you saying? We still. Have a discuss and DJ has got off track. Uh, with the things that are happening in the country, laws that are being put in there for uh, legal discrimination. These things are these things are happening. And you see how they start things and get you. So, uh, your mind sort of seared uh, on things yes. that you hear yeah, terrible things happen and you don't hear because you hear it so much. They shot and killed so many of our people. By, I'm talking about the police departments. That when we hear about police, we kill them with some of our people now. You know, it don't even because we hear it so much and, and really doesn't, don't challenge it anymore. Works out, it is just a lot, a lot to go a lot. So we just things we're gonna have to do. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm -hmm. And they know everything. Well, I'm still here. And we're still trying to get your guest on, Reverend Barnett, but um, these phones are not cooperating. Um, you're absolutely correct. Uh, African Americans are being attacked from 360 degrees from the top at the Supreme Court, the presidency, the former presidency, All rather. Yes. Uh -huh. Right. And uh, it seems that a lot of African Americans are is it apathetic or apoplectic? Because they don't seem like they want to respond to the attacks with the same intensity, intensity rather, that they're being attacked. And so... Well, you know what, uh, that's one of the best things ever heard you say. And that's the truth of what they get hit a hundred miles an hour and hit back five miles an hour. <laughs> That's what's happening. Right. 
see, we we got to learn the whole deal on how to strike back at those who strike who, who strike us. Right. We've got to learn how to do this. Mm-hmm. See, the thing about everything we do, uh, we don't use the tools we have. One one tool we have is M O N E Y. Black people spend a whole lot of cash. Right. See, with our black people, Wall Street will fail last week. <clears throat> Without our spending. Right. Things that we, we can control, we cannot deny ourselves long enough to make a difference and make it better in the long run. There are things that's going to have to go. Yeah, we're going to have to change our ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And see, there are people who don't think this is this serious right now. They don't think it. They don't think it. it, it won't take it until it hits them personally. Right. And that's sad. Right. Mm-hmm. That's certain. It's too late then. Things that are done, that's going to affect all of us. And these things will. That's the Supreme Court will. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and uh, is he making any progress? Uh, he's he's trying, but it just doesn't seem like. Uh, I think we we need the original uh, device back that was sent out for repair, and this replacement device. I don't know what it is, but uh, it's not working properly. Um. Yes, this is Pierre. Uh, they have some yes. difficulties uh, with our phone system. They have different equipment in there. Um, I didn't quite hear you, Robert. So it's a different equipment in there. Yeah. It's it's I can't see it. I don't. I'm I'm not uh, privy to the technical, uh, you know, aspects of what's going on, except for the fact that. Uh, we had a discussion a couple of days ago when uh, when I called you the day we had lunch uh, and um, Dave was explaining what was going on so I'm not really privy to what you know the uh, specifics of the uh, device that was replaced or whatever but we definitely need to uh fix this problem as soon as possible. Okay. So, okay. Uh, let's do that. But, uh, you know, uh, Brent Barnett, getting back to what we were saying while Pierre's still talking to someone, uh, there's no deterrence for these, uh, uh, these racist policies that are directed toward black people. There's no fear. Um, I remember uh, the gentleman that uh, uh, we went to his uh, event and you had him come to Dallas. Uh, he talked about that. He said, whenever you do something to other ethnic groups, there's a penalty. But when it comes down to African Americans, there's no penalty. Um, so until... Uh, people who 
I guess I don't know whether it's in their DNA or they're taught to to hate black people. <laughs> but those who exhibit that kind of behavior until they're um, made aware of the fact that if they do something detrimental, there's going to be a consequence. Uh, this stuff's probably going to continue to happen. Yeah. Well, this, this happens with our eyes wide open with that matter. You when Trump appointed those three, last three he put on the Supreme Court, they would be like this. See, all the right. this is there politically, and, uh, Trump running on a campaign and turning their hands back. Uh, he wants the good old days back. What is what is what is what are those things? Uh, let's make America great again. Yes. This is his one of his steps in making uh, <coughs> what he call America great again. Mm-hmm. Which is a cold word for make yes. make America like it was. Uh, with uh, racial supremacy, right? Racial supremacy ruling the day. Mm-hmm. Public accommodation. You don't have to accept anybody who comes. Things like that. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. That means you can reject certain people. Hello. So these things are things that I know us. Uh, you're telling them we're getting together to get tough. No, you read it. You fight this thing down. You read it. Yeah, they still can't get the thing to work. Let's see. Have we had a 20-minute break? Have we had the 20-minute break? All right, we have uh, Imani on line two. Imani? Yes. 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 He's on line two. All right. Good morning, Imani. Good morning, Pastor. How you doing? Fine. How are you doing? Well, I mean, you've got a good guest on there. He's, he's working with the Power Knox. Uh, he's working with Dr. Boris Watkins. You've got a good guest. And um, I think that's a good guest. But I, if you read the protocol page, you know what the protocol is? Hello? What'd you say? You know the protocol means? The protocol means? No, I can't, we can't make it out. The phone call or something? The phone call means? He's on what do you say? Uh-uh. We've got to separate. Leon? Yes. Yes, sir, we've got to separate. Uh, Can you understand him, uh, He mentioned something about separation or something. Final call. Final call. Mm-mm. I'd be glad we get this problem fixed. I certainly hope that this is just a technical problem and this is... Uh, you know, something that's not surreptitiously uh, purposeful. But, but in the meantime, 
uh, it's time for our break. And we'll be right back with more right. church information in open form. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. What we need is a little bit of love. Sent by one from heaven up above. Take a pity, it's simple and plain. This ain't no game, you know what I'm saying? What? Yep, yep. Here we go. And we're back at the 827 hour. We've got 30 minutes left on church information on open forum on KNON 89.3 FM. Uh, Unfortunately, our guest uh, was not able to follow the protocol. Okay. Um, now, uh, how would you like to proceed, Pierre? All right. We have a call on uh, line two. All right. And uh, go ahead, caller. Who's calling, Pierre? Who's calling? Okay, go ahead. What about that? We're listening. Yes, uh-huh. Affirmative action was given to Negroes and the colored people. 52 years ago, in 1970, you renamed yourself the Black African American. And America does not get affirmative action. That's why they took it away from you. They should have taken it 52 years ago when you called yourself an America. When we were Negroes that was a colored person, we wasn't Americans. And in five years, less than five years, I've been telling you this, the federal government is going to take over all state constitutions and disband the Democrat and Republican Party. That's the next thing they're going to do. It's in the protocol. All you have to do is read that. But when you were the Negro that was colored people, they gave you affirmative action. When you say I'm a black African American in 1970 following Jesse Jackson, then... You are an American. An American is a white man. You don't get no affirmative action. That's why they took it from you. I'm surprised they hadn't took it from you sooner than what they took it. 52 years ago, five and two years ago. First of all, do you have a job We've never gotten to affirmative action. The only people that have really uh, excelled under affirmative action have been white students. Blacks, they never gave it to us anyway. It was it was an idea, it was a dream that was that was thought of. It was the words that was placed out there to settle us down because at the time that they came up with it, we were alike and standing up and fight and fight. But as far as giving us sort of affirmative action, no, we never got it. Uh, and as far as from a lay point of view, when the Supreme Court was uh, turned into a supermajority by Trump, 
that enabled, that enabled them to first off overturn uh, Roe versus Wade and move forward to what we see now. So prior to that, when it was 5-4, uh, one justice or another would not overturn precedent. But since, uh, and, I, and again, I'm not a lawyer, I'm a computer person, uh, since Trump has turned the Supreme Court in a into a Republican supermajority, that's enabled them to just ram these decisions down uh, the American citizen's throat. Do we have another call, Pierre? Uh, we're waiting on trying to get this. Uh, Real Marnette, uh, go ahead and give us your comments. Yeah. Well, uh, on, the, on certain things, they're, they're just window dressing. And one of the most uh, successful uh, window dress they had was affirmative action. And when people, when white people would see blacks in a high position, they, they would have this mentality all day and just... They would just put that. They would put a push to hit of some more qualified white. Uh, and it worked. Hello? It has worked. He, yeah, yeah, he worked on black people. As for us really getting that in mass numbers, no. Right. We never got it. It didn't work for us. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. It was a token handout. That's all. And certain African Americans were given certain positions that really didn't have any authority. But uh, as you said, it was one address and it made it look as if uh, things in this country were equal. But uh, mm -hmm. behind closed doors where the decisions were actually made, uh, nothing has actually changed because you can see, for instance, in certain neighborhoods in every city over the last 50 years, nothing has changed. They're still okay. just as impoverished, no grocery stores. Uh, terrible housing, uh, food desert, uh, I'm sorry, uh, technology desert, uh, medical desert, and these things haven't changed in the last 50 years. So you're absolutely correct. Uh, African Americans benefited very little from affirmative action, which is even more troubling. So why did you want to take the little crumbs back? But uh, that's the nature of the country we live in. Uh, being founded on slavery and in genocide, uh, the people who are benefiting uh, have no desire to make things equal. Um, They're not going to ever make things equal. This this is the the, the nature of the beach. Mm. If we don't make things equal as a people, we'll never be equal. This is, these are the things we must do. They're not going to do it, and, and, and we will not. We will not get there until we wake up and come together and see ourselves as one people and move forward. And that what a force would be to reckon with. If we thought, if our mindset was like, 
if we teach our children their history, teach them where they're supposed to be, teach them who they are, preach to them and let them know they're the true children of Israel. Until these things that are, are given, it will never happen. I keep telling people that, I keep telling that the audience and all audiences I speak to, until we preach the truth and teach the truth of the Bible, we'll never get to it. All right, Reverend Barnett, we've got a caller. And who do we have, Pierre? Oh, uh, yeah, Ike is on the line, too. Go ahead, Ike. Good morning. How y'all doing? Doing good as we can go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Reverend Barnett, I wanted to address some things that were said earlier on the show when it first came on about... Uh, I'm not getting a lot of feedback. But, uh, there was something uh, that uh, Councilman Thomas mentioned about the fight, about the White House and then we can And uh, he was saying that Robert Blair sits on the planning commission and Tanel Atkins is a uh, councilman. Now, I'm going to join that fight because I don't think it's right for them to put that On the line four. All right, Bill, go ahead. Anyway, uh, I just want to call in and, and, and 
express my disgust over this so-called Supreme Court uh, getting uh, striking down affirmative action, you know, and what, what, what's next? Are we going to see uh, this is put up for uh, whites only? And, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's coming next. And if we don't, if we don't uh, do something about it, I think we ought to strike the court right now when we can and get out and vote and make sure that we get a, a, a Democratic a Congress and, and uh and the presidency again. Uh, you, you bring up an interesting point um, that I was thinking about. Where is the outrage from other ethnic groups? Where is the outrage from from the white Christians who go to church every Sunday and know this isn't right? Where is the outrage from the Asian community? Where is the outrage from the Latino community? What's going on with I'll that? I'll tell you, Leon, what it is. I'll tell you what it is. And I, I'm Hispanic myself. I'm Mexican-American, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm Hispanic myself. I'll tell you what, what, why there's not an outrage, because they're, they're, they, they think it doesn't affect them. Mm. They, 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 they think they're, they're, they're safe, and all, you know, but, you know, uh, they forget who won, uh, who won their rights to begin with in this country. Right. Who built this country? Right. You know, they, they, they get comfortable and they, they think they, and they even vote Republicans a lot of times. Not all of us, but you know, a, a majority of them. Uh, and, and I just don't understand. You know, it's just like the community, community, uh, uh, commu- the Cuban community in Florida. You know, voting against their own best interest. And it, it's just, it's just amazing to me. It's, it's what do you, what do you call it? They're doing their. They're living their best life, they think. Hmm. Okay. So the hit dog didn't know. Like you know, people, people of all color ought to be outraged by this, you know, especially, right. especially Latino community and Hispanics ought to be outraged about this. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's a direct attack on them also. That's right. Just look at Florida. Okay. Remember it? Is he there? Yes, he's on nine one. Yes. Reverend Barnett. I don't hear him. Uh, he, he's but there. yes, Bill, you're I absolutely hear correct. I, I, I hear him, Leon. I hear Fresh uh, Barnett. I hear him. Okay. We can't. I, we can't hear him in the studio for some reason. As you're saying, I hope this isn't a conspiracy to keep us from uh, uh, doing what we what we're supposed to do which is speak truth to power because if you don't uh, you know, the status quo I, will not be changed Leon, I, I tell you what I wouldn't put it past them I would not put that past them because <laughs> they'll use every dirty trick in the book uh, to sabotage people of color uh, okay every trick. uh-huh that's been our history yes, so our history mm-hmm and so, uh, Red Barnett, are you are you still there? Can you can you I'm get here. Can, no, I'm here. Okay, go ahead. Now we can hear you. Okay, they have to do big one. What they really want to strike down is the '64 Civil Rights Bill. Mm. They had that coming yes. that direction. They want to strike the civil rights, and, and really they. They, they, they hit some of it then with this ruling. Mm. They, 
Ultimate objective. Now, I'll tell you, I've been around all the time, but I don't know how they operate. That's natural. They're, 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 they're slowly dismantling oh. as we speak right now. Mm. Be on holiday. I'm 68. Oh, wow. Oh, you, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, exactly what you're talking about, Fast Money. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. And I've been preaching this, you know, to, to my own. for a second hold those thoughts and we'll be right back yo what's up I'ma kick it with mine y'all know yo Slim can I kick it like here we go well it's time to make that change people of the world today and we're back with more the final segment of our church information and open forum show with the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr um now, uh, Bill and Reverend Barnett, you guys were uh, trying to fin- get your points across before we had the break. So, can you go ahead and finish it up? Bill, is Bill still there? Pierre, yes. Bill, can you can you hear us? The driving force. All right. I think it just divide and conquer as we always have a okay now he will give one group something and uh, tell the other uh, he's not going to give a group something and the group I'm talking about smaller groups in America Mm -hmm. will start fighting among one another now I'm seeing right these things are happening because Texas would have gone uh, blue in the last election except for the Hispanic vote uh, on 
the Neo Grand River down there on the river, South Texas uh, State, they voted heavily Republican. And and they, 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 I know they probably being bombarded from people across, to come across that river. But all of this is a game that they play. This is a game to keep us divided. And you know, Reverend Barnett, uh, I saw a picture of uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson when he was in uh, fresh out of college and he was a school teacher in a small Latino school and they talked about uh, Latino Jim Crow. And Latino people had to go through that back in the 50s, I would say. That picture was in black and white. It was a pretty old picture. So... Uh, you can't forget your history because, you know, the old saying is you may end up one day repeating it. But we've got another caller. And who, who's calling? No, no, no. Let me show you. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Hispanics in Texas went to school with whites. Okay. They went to school with white people. They didn't go to school with us. And I said, it might have been uh, his family town with uh, all his family students. You still have some of those. Mm-hmm. When they're in a town where they are black, Hispanic, and white, they go to school with white. And always have. You have to understand that. Okay. A lot of our people, young people who don't know, think they did went to school with us, but they didn't. They went to school with us. All right. We got another caller. And who do we have here? Yeah, uh, we have uh, Greg on the line, too. Go ahead, Greg. Good morning, Good morning. I was, I was calling about scholarship that Leon was talking about. Get some more information and the phone number on. All right. Uh, there are some parameters. The school's... Not in the state of Texas. You do have to go to the school, and you do have to have a B average. B average. Uh, let me get the phone number here. Um, I'm getting a lot of people that are calling that can't seem like they can <laughs> comply to those simple requirements. But uh, since you mentioned it, um, let me pull that number up here. I'm just looking through my phone here. Uh, let's see. What's this number? Just a second here. I'm trying to find that number. But yes. And uh, in fact, we had a conference call yesterday. Uh, so we could try to get uh, some of the specifics ironed out on the financial aid process. So we are still working on this. And uh, first-generation students uh, get a stipend in addition to the tuition and room and board. The number is 972-908-8080. Phone will move. 9732 and this is a liberal arts college. It's not arts college. a university, but okay. they do have 
tracks for engineering, medicine, and et cetera. After you, you know, complete the first three years of your liberal arts uh, matriculation, then you can go off into one of those other tracks and finish up at another university. And uh, those details upon on the financial aid uh, support uh, will be given to students who shown that they can complete that first three years. So, all right. So, so eight, eight, nine, seven, two, eight, zero, eight, six, nine, three, two, nine, seven, two, eight, zero, eight, six, nine, three, two. Okay, thank you, sir. All right. All right. Do we have another call, Pierre? Uh, yeah, we have a Dolores on line four. Dolores? Yes. Dolores, are you there? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I am a native Dallasite. Uh, they don't put no court enforcement officers around out here and get Dallas to do nothing. And what area is that? Huh? What area is that? Here in Dallas. Yeah, I, I've been. I've been living in the East Dallas all my life, and it's ridiculous. I live right behind the airport. Ah, okay. And, and another thing, whatever happened to uh, about two weeks ago, they said they were going up, up, up to Washington to see about some uh, people on the dialysis. Where they're not treating the people right. Hello. I haven't heard nobody saying yes about it. Uh, Rev. That was Reverend, uh, what was his name, Reverend Wright, is that correct? Reverend Wright. Uh, yes. Hello. That was Reverend Wright. And they said that they had proof that they weren't doing it. So, Reverend Wright, if you can call in uh, yeah. perhaps next week, maybe, well, I'm sorry. He might, if he can get in. But now these things like this uh, normally don't happen over now. Now, he is really out there fighting hard uh, to, get, to stop the factions that they are putting in our community by putting certain people on the dialysis that should not be there. He's fighting a hard fight. Never mind him if he talks about just about out of time. But Reverend uh, Ron Wright is the person that's handling that. And you know, another thing, uh, it's something that they are doing to, to, to uh, do all programs. Because I listen to this station all day long. Nobody has this kind of problem but, but you. Now the ladies come on after you, they don't have this kind of problem. They don't want you all to let us know what's going on. That's the deal. All right, well, we're getting ready to see because. Right. Mm -hmm. Who is? All right. Who is next? All right, we have Councilwoman Caroline Arnold on our line, too. Y'all on Yes. All right, is this, is this with Mayor, Mayor, uh, Deborah the Mayor, or whatever? This is the Mayor of, uh, we'll call you the Mayor of Oak Hill right now. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning, good morning, good morning. So I am out of the 
uh, out of the range of a good, of a good, I guess, a network response. I don't know if y'all can hear me clear now. Yes. Okay. Well, this is what, in light of everything that's happened, I simply want to say we still know that the struggle continues, and the only mm-hmm. way we're going to be able to get at the table so we're not always on the menu is we have to decide whether or not we want to be a part of the scenario and that means we've got to vote. It, it, it goes right on back to the vote. When we fail to uh, when we fail to vote especially for let's say the, the president for example those presidents decide oftentimes who gets to sit on the Supreme Court when a vacancy arises. And so that there lies the problem when we continue to give up our power. The same mistake comes about locally when we don't get involved in those races that involve judges here who make decisions about families, who make decisions about, uh, just like right now in, in Austin, where we're talking about uh, diversity in colleges where the governor has decided that he doesn't want to deal with affirmative action here. So the bottom line is it still goes back to the vote. So what I'm going to leave you with this this morning is this. I have called in a couple of weeks to talk about the $5 million budget, budget and bond that we have. Mm -hmm. And we have to decide if we're going to come to the table to speak up and fight for how we want our money to be used through this next budget cycle and as well as the bond. Five billion dollars of our taxpayers' dollars. Mm-hmm. We are continuing to allow other people who come to the meeting, who fight, who send emails, who speak up to decide how our money is going to be spent and oftentimes it's not going to be in our community if we're not there. Right. So mm-hmm. it's $5 billion. I've asked folks to come and call, give us a call, make a commitment to be a part of these circles where we have to decide how the money will be spent. We don't, we don't have a lot of time. We don't have but a couple, a couple of weeks when we come back from session, you, you'll have these bond committee meetings, you'll have budget uh, community meetings, and every time we go to a budget meeting, for the most part, we have more commi- we have more staff people there than we do community. Now, my pl- yeah, so my plan is going to be to, to make sure the senior citizens have daytime conversations, and we're going to host those. But for the other folks, who who have a challenge? We're gonna do what we can, but after we after we give you virtual options, after we give you options to come on Saturday morning, that's all we can do. We give you options also to come also to come downtown to speak. So give us a call two one four six seven zero zero seven eight zero, and those calls need to start coming in after July. 15th, that you want to be a part of this conversation, and we will definitely work with you to be committed to one year to helping us get folks out so we can take care of our business 
beyond the budget and the bond, we want to make sure that the city business speaks to what we need to speak to. And I appreciate you all listening to this morning. Thank you very much, Councilwoman, Mayor Pro Tem, or uh, I don't remember the exact title now, but uh, it's always good to hear from you. And next is a Workers Beat okay, with thank you so much. Gene and Bonnie. See you later.